You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good morning. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Day. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. That's how I learned to spell Wednesday in elementary school. Wednesday. Yeah, I think a lot of us did. Wednesday. Yeah. Just like together, to get her. That's mm. how you spell together. Hmm. That's something we used to have on the whiteboard too, the big show spelling bee. Oh, we gotta do that. Yes. Why is that it just reminded me of that? What do you mean used to? What do you mean used to be? I don't know where it went, but uh or I for, maybe I forgot to put it on, but I don't know. That that just triggered a memory of mine. Okay. <laughs> um I like how I had the uh the bowling thing idea. And people are like, You're stealing that idea. From, from another podcast. I'm like, we had that idea in the summer. I talked about it in like July. Mm. It's just it never came to fruition as of yet. Yeah. I don't think we steal much. No. These are uh, original bad ideas. Uh, speaking of original bad ideas, we're going to debut a new segment today at 730. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Mr. Brent Cron will be joining us in studio at the top of the hour. The Solution Snake. Yes, he will. Big Show Flames analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a new game to play. I'm excited about it. Uh, only myself on this on this blue, beautiful flat Earth. Huh. Um, there's only two of us who know about this game. That's a new one. Myself and uh, GVP. Mm. Uh, GVP knows the parameters of the game. All right. He knows some of the questions. GVP, are you excited for this game? I am excited. I had no idea what to expect just based on the name of this game. Yes. But now that it, it has been explained to me. I'm, uh, I'm all in on this game. I oh, think it's wow. going to be a lot of fun. Okay. This might be your best idea yet. Whoa! It might be. Whoa! You're really pumping it up. <sighs> I, I got to give the you last, your flowers, George. The last thing I needed was George getting told he had his best idea yet. Wow. At 6 a.m. today. That's incredible. Great. Uh, it's called so. Flames Grilling. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that at 7.30. And I also have built in a wager. That I will share with both oh. you and Brent Cron. Excellent news. I do love a little bit of a wager. Yes, that will be paid up during the end of the segment. Hmm. Excellent news. Because we know Brent Cron still owes you a poem for losing yeah, the sum I'm not, of all flames. I'm not getting that today. Yeah, I don't think you should be holding your breath. No. But uh one of you will have to own up to said bet by the end of the segment. And we're what, one day away from me locking up uh, my front page story.com? <laughs> Yeah, per, you have to write in my frontpagestory.com. I, yeah. I think yeah. you're guaranteed last place right now, Maddie. You know what no, I was I thinking don't think about? You hit yesterday. Yeah. No, I didn't hit yeah, yesterday. No, I had the Blues on the puck line and they got shut out. So, no, Damn. I, I didn't hit yesterday. Once again, another loss. Fade your boy on these locks of the day. Right. But I'll continue to give them. Yeah. You just got to fade them. It's Volume that easy. Shooter. Volume and here's the other thing might be able to do that tomorrow with Ross mm. because he's here tomorrow. 
I'm looking forward to talking to Ross Tucker. Uh, I nailed mine. I got. Uh, you did, yes. Yes. Leicester um, City on the Leicester Asian City yeah. thrashed Swansea 3 1. Lychee City. By two goals. <laughs> yes. Did you hit yours? I did, yeah. Swansea. Wow. Next cover. Look it at you. Did uh, did uh, Patrick Dumont, who's not here today, did he hit his? He did not. Ooh, he, did not. Okay. he had to crack in to win and uh, for that game to go under. Oh, it did definitely go under. Yeah. I'm done what with a boring plays. hockey game. Yeah. Oh, just awful night. Just of hockey. awful games last night. Yeah. I uh, I turned on that Blues game in the third. I was like, are they going to be able to do this? And I think the shots when I turned it on to start the third were like eleven to nine. And I was like, oh, God, what what's been going on in this contest? It's a tough watch last 20 night. 20 shots total through 40 minutes and no goals. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm yep. going to be honest with both of you and our listeners. Uh-huh. I'm going to splash around the pool of truth. I did not watch one second of hockey last night. I'm I like, watch... those two games, I'm like, yeah. no, sir. Nope, there was not much Not peaking like... my interest I, right there. I usually try and watch my lock. Just yeah. to really see how it really fails. Sure. Just so I really understand mm-hmm. where my shortcomings are. Trying to learn, be better, you know, improve upon myself, things like that. Probably could have done something else. Probably could have used yeah. my time doing something else yesterday. Uh, I uh, I watched a ton of the NBA last night. Mm. I watched a lot of the Pacers-Celtics game, which was great. Mm-hmm. I watched some of the Lakers-Hawks. A couple heavyweights. Yeah, I watched uh, Raps-Bulls. First one. And then I wrapped up the night with the Sixers and Warriors. Wow. So I watched a lot of hoops last night. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of hoops. A lot of fun watching the NBA. You know why the NBA is so good? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, they let their stars be their stars. And number two, the game's over in like two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's agree. like a soccer match. Yeah, it's quick. Like you don't have to invest that much time into an NBA game. It's mm-hmm. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's what it is. Yeah, like the one thing I hate is sometimes when like the ends get really choppy and slow, but I do think that they've done a pretty good job of uh, yeah. speeding things up near the end of the game as well. And even with some reviews and stuff, mm-hmm. it takes a little longer. All the timeouts, but... and you're trying to foul guys. Like close games tend to drag on a little bit. Um, we have a, uh, we got a big show today. Yeah. It is the, the big show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like honestly, what do you guys still think of the name of our show? I think we're stuck with it now. Yeah. But it's not original. No. That's what no, I don't like. No, it's not our best. Definitely is not our best. Like definitely not original. No. But what can you do? It's pretty much too late now. Mm-hmm. Like how many big shows there are in North America? Probably lots. Um, Even Ross Tucker called us out on that. A million. Yeah. But whatevs. It is what it is at this point. Uh Brent Cron, as I mentioned, the solution snake will slither his way in at the top of the next hour. Uh, Adam Stanley covers golf officially for Sportsnet. Will join us at eight o'clock. Apparently, there's some you want a perfect timing. Yesterday we had Adnan Verk on, and the 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 news breaks that the Jays signed Justin Turner to a one year deal. It's like perfect timing to have Adnan Verk on. Perfect timing to have Adam Stanley on as they're going to tee it up at the Pebble Beach Pro Am this weekend. It's at an elevated event. Mm-hmm. They're only doing two days of the Pro Am. More pros than AMs yep. at this tournament. They're yep. only using two courses now, Pebble and Sky, uh, Sky, Spyglass. Yep. And uh, there could be the merger announcement today, which is insane, because Rory McIlroy was chain- totally changing his tune yesterday. It's like, yeah, if you want to choose to go to live, I don't care anymore. Okay, Rory, that's great. 
Yeah, and essentially that's what we're hearing from both sides, you know. There's yeah. a couple of big names that have moved over in Tyrell Hatton and uh, John Rahm yep. of late. Uh, and, and, like, we were kind of talking about it. I don't know if it was off air or if it was on the air yesterday, but we were like, man, that leaderboard last weekend it sucked. God, who are these guys? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not an elevated event. You have an elevated the week after, so I'm sure but some it, guys saw that and took it off. But it's still early on in the season. You shouldn't need to necessarily take a whole bunch of weekends off. Yes. Uh, but this one is like a... Three months off. They've doubled the purse in, yep. this, in this event. It's a meaty one. All the big guns are there. So it's going to be a good tournament. We'll talk to Adam Stanley about that coming up at 8 o'clock. And um, Marie-Philip Poulain coming up at 8.30. That's fun, too. Yes, sir. The PWHL on the go, obviously, in full force. They're going to have their three-on-three preview tomorrow yeah. following the All-Star Draft, mm-hmm. which will get going at 4 o'clock, featuring Elias Lindholm of your Calgary Flames. And then, um, yeah, looking forward to that chat. Well, she also, and obviously an Olympian and kind yeah, of a big deal. Yeah, decorated and, Olympian, you know, arguably the greatest arguably player ever, blah, blah, blah. You know, the super, audio, clutch, blah, blah, blah. super clutch. Extremely clutch. Massive goals. One of the, yeah, basically the definition of the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll join us at 8.30. Uh, she also works for the Habs. So. Yeah. Right on. Like, are like, you going to. I got to ask her. Are like, you going to fanboy? How are you? What's the deal for the deadline? You're going to grill her? You I want to ask her about Slavkovsky. Okay. Um, but I also want to, uh, like, how, like, how much, how is her playing in this league now impacting her job with the Canadians? How is she balancing those two mm-hmm. things? Yeah, a lot of these, like, a lot of the um, trainers and stuff, like, during the season, you don't necessarily, like, if you're, like, a skills coach or something like that, right? you don't have a lot of time to work with the players in season anyways. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you do is uh, during the off season, so... See how it goes. Um, obviously, uh, we're not hiding from this story whatsoever, but obviously uh, the news broke yesterday that uh, the five players who took leaves of absences from their teams are the ones that have to surrender to London police for the alleged incident that happened in June of 2018 after a Hockey Canada event. And uh, one of those players is Calgary Flames forward Dylan Dubé. Uh, Here's the statement, if you missed it, from his legal team. We will plead not guilty and maintains his innocence. He will defend the allegations in court. We ask that you respect the privacy of Mr. Dubé and and of that of his family. There will be no further comment at this time. Um, There's one thing as a Canadian citizen. uh, You have the rights of the government that can't take away. Uh, You have rights that the government can't take away. One of those rights is the presumption of innocence which means that legally you must be seen as innocent from a charge until proven guilty. Obviously, the court of public opinion is one that wants to, you know, cast way too many aspersions when it comes to this very, very sensitive incident. We don't want to get involved in, did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he involved? Isn't he involved? We don't know. We weren't in the room. We will let this happen legally in a court of law, which apparently, according to some reports, won't even get to court for at least maybe until 2026. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be hanging uh, over these players uh, for a couple years, uh, seemingly. And uh, the Flames took a lot of heat yesterday on social media uh, around North America with how the situation was handled. And they released a statement yesterday as well. Uh, quote, we have now become aware of the charge of sexual assault that has been laid against Dylan Dubé. We take this matter very seriously because the matter is now pending legal proceedings. 
We will have no further comment at this time. We had no knowledge of pending charges at the time Dylan's request for leave of absence was granted. So now we, we've seen a ton of this yesterday on social media. Uh, the conversations were, well, did the Flames know? Did they not know? I don't think that's what we should be really focusing on. And I honestly believe that you should give the Flames the benefit of the doubt when it comes to a player coming to them with a mental health issue. And here's why. The way they've handled the Oliver Shillington situation mm-hmm. is something that shows that the Flames are hypersensitive to these types of things. Mm-hmm. And we all applauded the Flames and the organization with their patience to let Oliver Shillington eventually resume when he was ready his NHL career. They were they were exceptionally patient and supportive of the player, and he eventually made his way back in the lineup, which was a great story. So if the Flames say they did not know when a player comes to them and says they have a mental health issue and need to step away from the team, for me, I don't think there's any reason for me not to believe them. Obviously, now that this has come out, it's not a good look for anybody. The optics of it are terrible. The timing is terrible. There's mm-hmm. no question that it doesn't look good. But I think the Flames have a proven track record with the Shillington situation that we've just seen that they're sensitive to this and that if they didn't have a knowledge that this was coming around the corner, I think you got to believe them. And this isn't me like trying to say, oh, you know, we're the station of the Flames. I'm just saying it's right there in front of you how they handled the Shillington situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't know. Well, and I think another part of this too is is if is if they did know then all of this would have been coming and they would have been able to see it. And I don't think any organization would willingly go ahead and put themselves through this. Like we saw how right. the other organizations went about it. Dylan Dubé took his leave of absence on the 21st. It was before Carter Hart took his leave. It was before the Devils players took their leave. Um, yeah, I, it's a really, it, it didn't look good. Like you said, they were... Um, taking it pretty good on social media yesterday. Um, this is an awful story. Like the London police are going to hold a press conference on February the 5th. And until then, the teams, the NHL, the NHLPA, the London police, nobody is going to have much more to say. Right. And then like you mentioned, this is a process that is going to play out for years or continue to play out for years because this is also this has also gone on for a long time as is you know it's five five six years it'll be six years this summer so yeah this is um yeah it's it's a terrible story um i don't really know if there's much more that we can say about it right now until there's really more details about it yeah, and again, like in Canada, there is the presumption of innocence until you're proven guilty. So let's let the legal proceedings happen. Let things play out in a court of law like they're supposed to because that's his right. And again, I think you bring up a good point. If the Flames really did know that this was coming, I'm sure the statement would have been worded a lot differently. It would have been worded just like the other ones. Right. So again, it just makes sense. Like, 
it, it's it's very awkward. It's it's you have to always think, and this always gets lost when we have these types of conversations, especially with some high profile players like it is in this situation. You have to think of the victim first and foremost, because that's the person who had to deal with this alleged incident. That that's who be- I'm thinking about when I talk about this has already gone on for six years almost. That's who I'm thinking about. Right. That that person had to have been living with this for years on end. And again, we will see uh, what eventually transpires in a court of law. I, I have no idea on the timeline, but it feels like this will be years before it's actually settled. I don't know what that means for the future of these guys in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Um, but until this is done in a court of law, I think it's just reckless to speculate on what this means for their careers moving forward because I don't know. And until we hear from the PA and the league, I would I would hazard a guess that it's just an indefinite suspension until these things are settled. Yeah, and, and the league hasn't said really anything whatsoever no. on this. There's been zero comment from the NHL and the NHLPA on, on this so far. So that's going to be how it remains. Like maybe they do say something after – next week after this press conference i don't know what's going to be said and what's going to be presented to the public at that point right but that's going to be kind of the next touch point i think that's the one that we were all looking at but then of course after alex formanton turned himself in the question became okay when is everybody else going to yeah go ahead and do the same thing because you probably don't want to be the last one no and we talked about it with frank last week the fact that the nhl really like floated out the Utah story minutes after this story broke. Like, the, the timing of it was just should it horrendous. Just, should I just let it be? Yeah. Again, this is a... This you could have waited until this week or, like, earlier. Like, not right now. That's not what I'm saying. I want to be very clear. But, like, this particular week of All-Star where, sure. like, you know, yesterday there was... Or Monday there was one game mm-hmm. type of thing. So... Yeah, that was also not a very good look for the NHL. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we'll have more on this. Uh, we'll talk to Kron with this at the top of the next hour. But uh, the Chiefs, Maddie, yeah, will wear their home red jerseys when they take the field against the Niners in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Uh, Kansas City's designated the home team for the February 11th game. Um, so they were afforded the selection of the uniform color. Of course, they're going red because that's the same uniform they beat the 49ers in 31-20 to win the Super Bowl in February of 2020. So kind of no-brainer that they're going to wear the same jersey that they won the Super Bowl in beating the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo in 2020. Now, that's interesting as well because I saw a stat yesterday that teams that wear white have a considerable winning margin in the Super Bowl compared to teams that wear red. So... All of a sudden, you got two super superstitions that are going head to head, George. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one wins here. The battle of the superstitions. Couple of heavyweights. I'm just trying to find the number right now. Yeah. Um, but again, I know what they're doing mm-hmm. because they're just trying to mimic what happened. Yeah, you, you want to go with years what, ago. what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So they're going red. Yeah. Should we have uh, Todd Furman on next week? Yes. 
Talk about some sweet prop bets from the NFL. Yes, I would love that. Yeah, I would love to have Todd. That would be fun. It's been a while since I've talked to my man, Todd Furman, on the radio. Are you writing Todd Furman down on the whiteboard? All right, we should have He Todd can't Furman talk on. on the radio and do whiteboard at the same time. It's they're, true. They're too far is. away from each other. He's, he's writing it down on the whiteboard. Uh, we'll talk about the coin flip, the national anthem, some uh-huh. tasty props, yep. some usher props. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Like first th- song, first song's always yeah. a favorite. Those first those song, ones usually song. get taken off because like there's people there during the rehearsal. Yeah, and they and they leak that like nobody's business. Yeah, we got to get that one in probably on like early week. I think would probably be the time to get Todd on. I love the color of the Gatorade prop. Yep, that's my favorite. Oh, one. the on the dumped on the winning coach. Yeah, that's my orange. Favorite orange is a one that's been dumped on Andy Reid. Yep, yep. A lot of people like clear. I always try it and could be water. I always try and think about like the logic behind it all, and right. and there's never any logic to well, it. The logic I think is, it's just the lads. Well, there you always want to imagine there's logic, but I think that the at the end of the day, yeah, two guys who are the first to go Gatorade, they just go and grab a bin. I don't think that they're going and they're going bin to bin and they're being like, make make sure we get the right color. I don't you, think that's happening. If you really had an inside track, you would know the type of flavor the guys like. Because clearly blue and orange are the best flavors of Gatorade. So yeah. That's why they're more likely to get dumped. I don't mind fruit punch. There's also like... Fruit punch is good. Yeah. But GVP, back me up on this. Blue and orange are the best flavors. I'm right? out on blue. I dislike really? Blue. I actually don't like blue either. Are too you guys su- hard of tasting? Too sweet. Mm. Mm. I, I like- I'm a big fan of yellow. I like the lemon and lime. Yeah, he's okay, a, he's a bit of a freak like that. Hey, yeah, old school lemon. Okay, lime. lemon and wow. lime—that's old school. Mm. That's like my cousin. I like red. He will only drink lemon and lime Gatorade. Like, okay, like that's, I don't know why that's such that's a stance kind of whack. you have. Yeah, does yeah, he also like Mountain Dew? What a hardo! Yellow. My nephew loves Mountain Dew. Yellow, mellow, mellow, yeah. yellow, mellow, yellow, code yeah. red, mellow. code, <laughs> code red, <laughs> mellow, yellow. Or do I have it the wrong way? Like, if you're drinking code red, your hands are greasy from eating pizza while you're playing a video game. Like, that's essentially what it is when you're drinking huh. Coke Red. With a bag of hot Cheetos next With to bag Yeah, hot yeah, Cheetos. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's Did, something we can get asked Todd about, too. The uh, the Gatorade color, potentially. What could be on the coach? Mm-hmm. Because uh, for this little Super Bowl party I like to do, we have a little in-party prop sheet, in-house prop sheet. And that's usually one of the questions. What's the color of the Gatorade going to be dumped on the winning coach? So we we usually all throw in twenty dollars each, and the winner wins the prop sheet, which is kind of nice because there's yeah. usually like twelve of us there, so like two hundred and forty dollars just for showing up to a Super Bowl party. Not bad. It's pretty good. Not bad at all. Yeah, nice little show up, and mm-hmm. we do little squares within our party too. So we we got lots of action going on. I did say um, we do beverages and food of the Super Bowl teams. So I did a little research yesterday. Oh yeah, on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Something that this one thing that I looked up yesterday, I was shocked. I did not know this. What's that? Do you know that the gin martini was invented in San Francisco? The gin martini? Yeah. Hmm. The gin martini. So, oh boy. In the late 1800s, was invented in San Francisco at a hotel in San Francisco. Okay. So it's, and then it, I texted <laughs> my 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 pals in the group chat. I'm like, oh, you guys are in for it martinis are on the menu yeah that's um that's not necessarily something that you can drink a whole bunch of well no you can well (laughs) you can yeah but 
And <laughs> that and Kansas City ice water is a staple of what I've made for my friends. Mm-hmm. And they have become extremely inebriated drinking Kansas City ice water, mm-hmm. which is super boozy, too. Mm-hmm. So the two drinks I will be whipping up for Super Bowl, Kansas City ice waters, martinis. Nice. Very good. Very hard. Well done. And I also found out yesterday, digging, that chicken tetrazzini was invented in San Francisco. Tetrazzini? Yeah, the beautiful pasta with the chicken, the peas, the uh, fettuccine oh, noodles, and a cream yeah, sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comfort food at its best. I don't really like peas. Okay, but that's a delicious pasta. That's a fine pasta. Yeah. Originated pasta. in San Francisco. There you go. Okay. As did Rocky Road ice cream. So you guys are going to eat ice cream, gin Rocky martinis. Rocky Road okay. ice cream. My point stands. Ice cream, yep. pasta, and a whole bunch of gin. Ribs. Okay. And a whole bunch of barbecue. Yeah. Jeez. Heart. Ugh. Yep. Sounds like an uncomfortable tummy to me. Yep. Real uh, uncomfortable. Be a lot of that. Yeah. There'll be a lot of that. It, it's better than the dumpster that was Cincinnati, though. It's like you're eating out of a dumpster, the cuisine in Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, never been myself. But yeah. Just, after enjoy, that just enjoy the football teams. So. All right. Uh, there was a bevy of goals last night in the NHL. Three. <laughs> Literally three Literally goals, three last goals night yesterday. That's in it. the NHL. There's only two games, but yeah, just three goals. That's what, it. What else do you got coming up in the Rose Report? We have uh, three goals. Okay. Uh, some coaching notes from around the hey. NFL. All right. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Justin Turner, a fish. Okay. Raps. Sure. Right, GVP? Oh, yeah. Golf? Yep. All my friends are dead. Okay. You know? And Wranglers. How about it? It's light today, isn't it? Yeah. Uh it's a thin sandwich today. It, it might need a little help getting to seven. Yeah. Uh, where's Rice-A-Roni, the San Francisco treat? I thought they were diversifying and going to Miami. Rice-A-Roni? Yeah. Mm. Was it originated in San Francisco? I don't know. I'm looking it It is right the now. San Francisco treat. I get it. But I have to look if it originated from San Francisco, because that's how hardcore we are. In 1958, Vince invented rice-a-roni by adding a dried chicken soup mix to rice and macaroni. It was introduced in 1958 in the northwestern United States and went nationwide four years later. Because of its origins, it was called the San Francisco Treat. It's loosely based on the Levantine pilaf dish, Rizbi Sharia. Probably mispronounced that, but yep. that's fine. Okay. Yep. Rose Report next. Domenico di Domenico. That's who uh, came up with it. Okay. I love when you're just reading things you're not sure about on the air. It's one just of my... Give her. It's, it's a good bit. Just give her. Did Domenico's sons, Paschi and Vince, Tom and Anthony, worked with him... Paskey changed the name to the Golden Grain Macaroni Company, and then Tom's wife, Lois, was inspired by the pilaf recipe that she received from an Armenian immigrant, Pailaitso Kaptanian, who created a dish of rice and macaroni, which she served up at a family dinner. Okay. All right. American Italian Pasta Company bought the Golden Grain brand in 2003, but the sale did not include Rice Aroni, which remained with the Quaker Oats division of PepsiCo. How about that? It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The Solution Snake, the Cobra. 
Big Show Flames analyst Mr. Brent Cron in studio at the top of the next hour. There was a plethora of goals last night in the NHL. A bevy, a buffet, if you will. Not really, there was three. We'll do that next in the Rose Report. And uh, we're debuting a new segment this morning on the show. I'm excited about it. I got here really early to work on it. I've been here a while. It's called Flames Grilling. And it's going to pit you and Bren Cron head-to-head in a winner-take-all scenario. And GVP is, he's involved in it, too. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Great work, Sheriff. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate that you're going to be the one making some critical decisions in this game. Details to follow. Uh, Adam Stanley covers golf for Sportsnet now. He'll join us at 8 o'clock. The Pebble Beach Pro-Ams this weekend. It's an elevated event. And there's some, like, live PGA Tour news. Maybe the merger. I don't know. Something's going to happen this morning. You ever heard of Strategic Sports Group? No. We'll get ready to learn about them. Okay, well, good thing Adam Stanley's coming up. Not in the morning report because I don't have anything on it. Okay. But I'm going to learn about him later today. And uh, just Marie Philip Poulin joining us at 830. Mm-hmm. That's fun, too. Mm-hmm. No one else is fun. The Rose Report. Oh, yeah. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Oh, good morning, friends. Hope you're doing well today. We've got a couple of NHL games to talk about. Three tonight before the All-Star break truly does get underway. All that plus the Raptors and the Bulls. The Jays got a little bit of business done. A couple of NFL notes as well. Let's get going. We'll start with the Flames. They do remain off, although, George, now a better time than ever to wish Jacob Markstrom a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. 34. He's 34, eh? Yeah. That's the thing with goaltenders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they can play until Which doesn't make late sense. 30s. Doesn't make sense no, to me. it makes me. a lot of sense. They stand there. What? <laughs> Excuse me? They stand there. Yeah, back in the day, back at like 50 years ago. You have to be super athletic to be a goaltender, right? But it's about being staying pliable and flexible and quick. Yeah, without a doubt, pliable and flexible is the problem. How pliable and flexible are you at 34? Well, first of all, I'm not 34. But but I'm weirdly flexible. Well, you want me to stick my head over my my foot over my head? mind. Yeah, let's see it. I can go close. Okay, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, don't film it. No, I'm going to. No, I don't want it filmed. Why? Because I'm not going to do it if you're going to film it. I just want you to do a play-by-play. I'm going to get close without warming up. You ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. GVP. He's close. He's close. He's about six inches away from his forehead. It's pretty good for a guy with short femurs. Thank you. Mm. I'm weirdly flexible. You've, yeah. What are you talking about? You've seen it when we do the hospital home lotteries, yeah. and I sit cross-legged like a weirdo the entire show, yeah, and you're like, I could never do this? Okay. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. I can't sit cross-legged for more than like 10 seconds. My knees yeah. start to hurt. Your and, hip flexors. Oh, they're brutal. Yeah. Like, especially the one on the right. Yeah. I think my sciatic nerve needs some But work. I'm just saying, it's easier for a goaltender to play in their 30s than like skaters that's all i'm saying i just i i don't know how your knees and hips hold up because right well yeah like that's what people talk about like hockey and doctors will tell you this physio will tell you this the the hockey stride is one of the most unnatural movements in sports so the the hips and the knees take a lot of damage for skaters but for 
goaltenders like it's got to be way worse especially when the goalies came out in the uh the 90s and the early 2000s who were all butterflying the way they did the butterfly so many guys had hip issues yeah hip issues knees because your knees kind of going more sideways than forward and back right right? so and he's a big dude too jacob markstrom yeah he's like six four yeah pretty large dude yeah so happy birthday 34 today enjoy it buddy all-Star Draft tomorrow. It'll feature Elias Lindholm. Uh, oh, I'm very excited, Elias. The NHL will reveal which players are slated to compete in each of the first six events of the skills during the first intermission of the Senators and Red Wings game on Sportsnet West tonight. Also a note on the Flames, Frank Saravalli joins us every Friday, joins the afternoon shows on Tuesdays, and he talked about the return that the Flames might be looking for in any deals as we move from the All-Star festivities to the trade deadline in just over five weeks. Yeah, futures are great and we can get some picks, but are there any players out there um, that are like a Sharon Govich that might be undervalued or that we've had a close eye on that we think we might know this player better than what he's shown to this point? I think that's really the intrigue of this deadline for Calgary. It's not who are they selling when and where, it's really what are they getting in return. And the picks are awesome, but are there any other intriguing younger-ish pieces that are either close to being NHL ready prospects and or current NHL players that can help this team get to where they need to go um, in order to be a competitive team in two to three years? You know what that sounds like? David Yurchek. No, probably not, but that would be awesome. Um, I would you love know, that. I, I was thinking about this this morning, uh, uh-huh. getting ready. Um, I need to use the incredible reference that is Sportsnet Stats. Okay. Because everyone is so super horny for the Flames to get first-round picks for all of these guys. Yeah. Now, which side are you on? Picks or prospects? to get this moving along a little faster. Because if you draft somebody in the first round, they're what? Minimum two to three years away from being an impact NHL player. But if you get a guy who is a seasoned prospect or at least further along the chain, are you in the camp of it's probably better to get a high-end prospect than a you know pick in the, in the 20s, mid to late 20s? Like, where are you at on that? Because everyone here is first round pick, first round pick. I want to get from Sportsnet stats from the last decade or at least five years, more than five years ago within a 10 year frame. Mm -hmm. How many of those first round picks have played at least a hundred games in the NHL? Because I don't think it's high as you think it is in the first round. How many have played a hundred? Yeah. Yeah. We can find that out pretty quick for the last five drafts, but no, but I mean like going, going back 10 years. So you have a little bigger of a sample size, but, but that's my point. Would you rather just have a first round pick or would you have an established prospect? Here's because because you know more about the established prospect. Well, and here, well, you assume you do, but then right. again, it's another organization and, and how you view them. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Here's what I would say, and there's a great example on the Calgary Flames: Jacob Pelche and Connor Zary were both picked 26th and 24th, respectively. That was the 2019 and 2020 entry draft, and we're now in the 23-24 season. Yep. You know, we are, what, five, four or five years removed from that, and those guys are just starting to make an impact in the NHL at this point. So that's kind of the timeline that you're looking at for guys that are drafted back at that kind of level. Um, if you can get players that, you know, maybe some guys that are stuck in log gems, like maybe a year check in Columbus where there's just 
other defenseman that Columbus sees as more seasoned and better than him or a, a younger player that maybe a team wants to upgrade on because they feel like he's good, but is he what they're going to need in the playoffs? Maybe not. Can you make an upgrade there? Yeah. I would look for that as well. But yeah, if you can get a first round pick that was drafted like, you know, the same time Matt Coronado was drafted and be a little bit closer in that sense, I would probably go that way. It all depends on who the prospect is, obviously, what type of needs the Flames have, which is probably more on the blue line than up front. Center and blue line Definitely is where I would look. Middle, yeah. Right? But yeah, that's kind of it. GVP, where are you at? Picks or prospects? Is there something to be said about maybe trying to develop loyalty with these prospects? You're going out and trading for a guy that might not necessarily view Calgary as a position where he wants to mm. go into his prime years into or drafting a player in the late first round, developing him, getting him into his, his first situation in the NHL and trying to develop some loyalty with that player. I, I feel like that's another side of the argument. The other thing I would just quickly jump in there would be like, you know, we see this with Cole Schwint where he's a guy who I don't know if this is how he feels, but you can get to a new organization. If the new organization is very excited to have you and, and that you make you feel like you're wanted, yeah. it can kind of make you feel like the other organization didn't really want you. It's fair. And, and sometimes you can just get like, a boost of loyalty, a little bit of a uh, a capital, if you will, mm -hmm. invested there in the player. The Flames also right now have players in their prospect system that I, I feel like are going to be close to being everyday NHLers. So right. I, I think stocking the cupboards with more picks makes a bit more sense. But it, it's more of a depending on a package-to-package -package basis, right? Sure. I, I think. Uh, just, just, to, just to piggyback on your loyalty point, uh, that's definitely... Uh, I can tell you were born here because you're like, oh, are they going to like Calgary? They're going to stay in Calgary. But you could also view it as this way, GVP, that if a prospect's not getting the opportunity he thinks he deserves with an owner of the organization, then comes to Calgary and then can maybe live up to those expectations, that could be a new challenge and could be potentially exciting for the player mm. to, to live up his potential, yep. sign those big money deals with the Calgary Flames. Oh, I, I understand again, both I, sides of it. I was yeah, and again, I keep, I keep circling back to this point, and I understand why people feel this way. Players, I don't care where you're playing. If you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup, people will come to your city. Mm -hmm. If you have a good organization that's run well, the arena is an issue here. It is. But that's going to be solved down the road here. And that might be another kind of thing where, hey, come open a building. Yeah, that's we have this brand new, beautiful arena. And guess what? All our facilities are now top-notch in the NHL, except for the dressing room right now like, that looks like a beer league room for the Calgary Flames. Whoa. Here's the thing. I it, would it say, Here's the thing. I would say... I moved into my current apartment that I'm renting, and I was the first person to live in there. I was the first person to use the toilets. Right. I was the first person to sleep in the bed. Yep. It's a nice feeling. You can come in. You can be the first one to use the stall. This is your stall. No yep. one else has ever owned it. First one to maybe use the toilets, stuff like that. That was a big selling point for where I live. I'm the only person who's lived in my unit. For you, you know I'm sure that that's a big deal. Yeah, that yeah. is a big deal. For me, I was just like, wow, oh, fresh toilet. Great. Yeah. Hey, two games yesterday. The fresh, Blues. Fresh turlet. The, the Blues were hosting the Jackets yesterday. Fresh crapper. Yeah. <laughs> ah, brand new throne. <laughs> yeah. Huzzah. The throne. St. Louis. What, what did Kron call it last week that you really liked, GVP? Sorry? What did Kron call the toilet last week? Oh, the, the porcelain horse. The porcelain. I love yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's that was not, good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeehaw, cowboy. Okay. Two games yesterday. The Blues were hosting the Blue Jackets. St. Louis had won five. Smooth. Nailed that. St. Louis had won five in a row. Sometimes um, I write things and they're wrong. 
Yep. And then I just read them. This time I wrote it and it was right, but it felt wrong. And mm. I read it anyway. St. Louis had won five in a row, but they weren't winning the easy way. Four straight, four three wins. The last three had all come in overtime. And they did not look good yesterday in a low event game underneath the arch. One goal in this contest. Stolen away by Dmitry Voronkov. Gives it to Johnny Gaudreau. Now Zakarinsky up on the play. Back to the middle. And there's a score. Wierenski set the table for Dmitry Voronkov and let the big man eat. The Blue Jackets are on the board, leading one to nothing. Yeah, just one goal scored, a pretty nifty one at that. Big Dmitry Voronkov's 12th of the year. And let the big man eat. Elvis Merzlikens made 21 saves for the shutout. His first of the year breaks the Blues' streak. I watched that game and I went, these guys Why? are just like the Flames, man. Just yeah. the third period. I was okay. like, they can win five straight. I wouldn't be shocked if they went on a five-game burner now and they just lost five in a row. Yeah. Watching them against Columbus yesterday, I was like, this team has not won five in a row. Get out of here. Ridiculous. Was Johnny visible? Ah, uh, yeah. He had a really nice assist on the one goal, actually. Okay. I mean, but could you notice them? Well, I watched one period, and like I said, it was a low-event game. There's 20 shots total after 40. Oh, my God. There wasn't a lot going on in that one. Oof. But Let, bring, hey, more teams. Yeah, bring oh in more God. teams. Actually, that's literally what I was thinking yesterday as I was teams. watching that. I was yeah, like, like, what are we doing? Some more. What are we doing? Yeah. <sighs> Later, it was the Kraken and the Sharks. Vince Dunn's 200th game with the Kraken. He had no points, as did the rest of his Kraken teammates. In the neutral zone, Sharks regain. Here's Eklund across the line. Eklund twisting, turning, dancing, going over to the near boards. Sends it back off the boards, back to Emerson. Now to Vlasic, shot, tip, star! Mark Edward Vlasic from the point, just threw it to the net, and he puts the Sharks in front, 1-0, at 7.27 of the third period. Vlasic, that's the tastiest crunch I've ever had. What does he say at the end here? I was listening to this before the show, and I can't uh, figure out what the, the last word. That's the tastiest crunch I've ever heard. Yeah, but... Vlasic. That's the tastiest crunch I've ever had. Yeah, hide. It sounds like he says hired. Yeah. That's the tastiest crunch I've ever had. Yeah. Hired. Mm. How about Mark? Are you a big pickle guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know what's nice? What? When you dice up pickle into your tuna. I don't like a little bit of crunch. I don't like tuna. Oh, really? No. Okay. I like seafood, but I don't like tuna. I'm not a seafood guy. I have such a white trash palate. Yeah, you believe. do. Yeah, you do. I do. Yeah. I have such a white trash palate. It's like, oh, <laughs> I went, I went to, I went to dinner at this really fancy restaurant, and chicken and, fingers and, and fries. The, and I knew the chef, and he's like, oh, I made you a scallop with some. Uh, oh, sounds with, lovely. No, no, no. Listen to this. Uh -huh. It was a scallop with some uh, caviar on top. Oh, and I'm wow. like, I have to eat this grossness now. Oh, because I can't disrespect the man. I love a good. So scallop. I ate it, and I'm like, oh, this was good. I'm like, that was so gross. <laughs> I did not like the texture. I didn't like the taste. What's your favorite texture? Not scallops. Crunch. It's yeah. definitely crunch. 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 Like a good crunch. Like a good Dorito crunch. Hey, did you know Mark Edward Vlasic has four goals this year? Yeah. Did you know he's been a healthy scratch for much of the year? But he was playing, I did know that. playing in his ninth straight game. So, oh. wow, good so for him. shopping him? And he scored four goals over those nine games. So, all of a sudden, Mark Edward Vlasic, offensive defenseman. Yep. He's going the Eric Carlson route. Good He's not timing. playing defense, just throwing up the offense. Good Don't timing. call it a comeback! Yeah, look out. He's back. Sharks beat the crack at 2-0. Mackenzie Blackwood, 32 of 32 for the shutout. 
Uh, Bob McElligot had the call for Columbus. Dan Wisanowski had the call for the Shark School there. Tonight, three games, a couple on Sportsnet West, 5 o'clock. The Senators visit the Red Wings. As we mentioned, during the intermission, you're going to find out who are participating in which skills events at the All-Star Skills competition that goes Friday night. Uh, also, Sharks and Ducks, that goes at 8.30. That'll also be on Sportsnet West. And you can catch the Kings and the Predators on Sportsnet Plus at 5.30. Super Bowl's coming up the Sunday after this one. It is? The big game next weekend. Do you want to hear what Tom Brady said about the two coaches, Andy Reid and Mike Shanahan? Sure. Uh, Kyle I don't Shanahan? think Andy Reid. Sorry, Kyle Shanahan. I don't think Andy Reid lets his players get off the hook. I don't think Kyle Shanahan lets his players get off the hook. I see those guys with the very disciplined style. I respect those programs for how they run it. And I hope all the teams can learn from that so that we can create the most competitive NFL that there could be and people continue to love the sport like I have over a long period of time. You know, he's a guy that's preached accountability. Obviously, these two coaches do as well. Two of the better coaches in the league. And Tom Brady came out earlier this year and said, hey, the coaching's not that good. It's got to be a lot better. And this is kind of what he's talking about. A couple of good guys that are going to be leading their teams into the Super Bowl yeah, this and, year. and a lot of weird whispers that this could be Big Red's last game. Okay, I don't know if this is. This feels like something that has been made up. And Well, there's whispers this could be Travis Kelsey's last game. That one, I feel like, has a little bit more ground into it. Especially when we played the clip of Michelle Tafoya over a week yeah. ago. Yeah. How's it going? Maybe they'll have like a Kelsey cast on the Sunday night on Peacock. That's so crazy. Which is owned by NBC and Michelle Tafoya used to work on NBC. Listen. Who might have an inside track on all of that? Listen, it's not it's not crazy. You know, yeah. you can you can start to get the There's the shoestrings out and the laces and do your big wall with the pictures. Listen, Tom Brady it all adds up. Tom Brady maybe should have retired when he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. But then you got to go if you can maybe do it two in a row. Yeah. Michael Strahan retired a Super Bowl champion. Ray Lewis retired a Super Bowl champion. Like, there's a lot of big names. Peyton Manning retired a Super Bowl champion. Like, and if Jason retires, it's like, hey, just come work the, like, most right. popular podcast in North America. Oh, and also you're still dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. If you want to just do that full time. Oh, cool. Not bad. Hey, some coaching notes from the NFL. And if you would have told me that when I was 20, I would have laughed in your face and punched you in the gut. <laughs> uh, Bob Slowick is staying with the Houston Texans as their offensive coordinator. The son of linebackers coach uh, here in Calgary. But he was someone who people were looking at for a head coaching job. Ben Johnson not leaving the Lions. Mm -hmm. Staying as their OC does not go to Seattle or Washington as their head coach had heard that Washington was essentially a lock. Schefter tweeted out that his price tag scared teams away. Other people said he just wants to win in Detroit. Maybe a bit of both. The Steelers hired Arthur Smith to replace Matt Canada. That one was a little surprising. Um, Here's why it isn't that surprising to me. Arthur Smith, he was the OC with the Titans when they were really good. Uh -huh. And what do the Titans love to do Run the with ball. El Tractacito? Derrick Henry, yep. pound the football. Get, what the, is the, Steelers, get the big boys going and run the football. What is the Steelers' MO as an organization? Play really tough defense and pound the football. Especially when you it. have a very mid-quarterback. Right. That's what they're gonna Guess what they're going to do next season with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Pound the football. Arthur Smith keep that mustache? I don't know why he wouldn't. Right. <laughs> No reason at all, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Why would it? That's so stupid. 
<laughs> Looks like Tom Selleck. It yeah. fits right for two of them. Perfect. Hey, Ravens DC, Mike McDonald, and Cowboys DC, Dan Quinn, and Lions DC, Aaron Glenn still lurk for those other head coaching jobs. Your tick pick update. Two tickets going down in price. Tick pick. Okay. The price for the Super Bowl tickets now down to eighty one hundred instead of eighty three hundred. It's not bad. They knocked off like two percent there. You're not so tough without your car, are you? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Usually the Charles and Ross clubs don't Cop. make any sense. Yeah. Um, I love that scene from Kindergarten Cop. That's again eighty one hundred dollars to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Plus, you, you know. It. Two grand a night to stay on the strip, plus the exorbitant cost that I would pour into just being into Las yeah, but, Vegas. But isn't the suit like how high on the on your I hate bucket list and people we talk about? I, but where does the Super Bowl Super Bowl the Super, Super Bowl rank on your sporting? This is where I want to go. I think the first place I want to go is the Masters. Uh huh. Because I'm always in the ticket thing every year, and sure. I've never won. My buddy and I always go in, and we've never won the lottery because we said if one of us wins, we take each other. We go. Um, no, Masters is my number one. I want to go to the Kentucky Derby. I have yet to go to that too. Mm-hmm. Get all banged up on gross mint juleps. Like they sound a lot better than they actually are. It's just bourbon and mint. That's all essentially a mint julep is. Yep. Throw some simple syrup in there. But um, where does the Super Bowl rank it's, on your like? It's, it's certainly up there. Yep. Um, I really want to go to the draft this year in Vegas. The last time that it's like, especially if it's at the sphere. Well, and that, that would be cool. But for me, it's the last time that it's going to be all in one spot. Yeah. And that's, that's some that I would really love to do. Um, so that's up there for sure. Super Bowl certainly high. I would love to go to the waste management open. As much as I would love to go to the Masters, I feel like I'm much more of a waste management open type like of guy. Just sit at 16 and get absolutely gunned. Yeah, just like, just piled. Okay. And then maybe scoot over to Vegas to watch the Super Bowl after. Okay. Like, All that's right. that might be the play. Okay. That'd be a weekend. So right. that, that, It's on the list, for okay. sure. Hey, from the Diamond. Let's be clear. Whitey spent large chunks of 2023 with his head up his ass. Mm. Blair's the best. Uh, hey, on that note, Vladdy was named the cover athlete for MLB's The Show 2024. Is there a curse with that? The MLB The I Show? I don't know. I've never played the game. GVP, oh. do you have any details you can share here? Uh, for the game? I'd, I never really played it too much. I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. It was PS5 exclusive for a long time. Um, does this one come with a curse? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think so. Okay. It's All mostly right. Madden and the NHL then? Sure. More it's the EA games. Yep. There it is. It's in the game. Uh, Jay's made the Justin Turner signing official. He's 39. One year, 13 schmil. 146 games with the Red Sox last year. Actually, quite a few games. I was surprised to see him get that many in. Yep. Uh, hit 276, 31 doubles, 23 dingers, 96 RBI. This is going to be his 16th season. Crushes lefties. Two-time All-Star, 2017 NLCS MVP, 2020 World Series champ with the Dodgers. Five-time Roberto Clemente award nominee as well. Uh, and the Orioles sold. Oh, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So uh, the Angeles family has sold it to two hedge fund billionaires. Private, equi- have- private equity moguls, including David Rubenstein. Yeah. So this is bad news for the Blue Jays, and here's why. Uh, the Orioles notoriously have been cheapskates the oh, last decade or so. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, if this guy's like a Steve Cohen type, these two guys with the Mets, that's bad news. Because the Orioles are already ridiculously stacked with young talent. And the joke was that they're just going to leave when they have to pay them. Yeah, they're not. (laughs) So this could be really bad news for the Blue Jays. But at the same time, do you know who the richest owners are in baseball? 
The Jays? The Jays! Crazy. Shout out Big Red. Yeah. Um, the Angelos family bought the team in 1993. Do you know how much they paid for it? They probably paid $50 million for $173 million. It. Okay. Do you Not know how bad. much they sold it for yesterday? $3 billion? $1.725 bill. Not bad. Ten-time investment. It's a good re- return on investment. Yeah. ROI is what they call that, George. Look at you the with business your business speak. Well, I'm kind of a bit of a finance hog. Yep. Uh, hey, how about them raps, GVP? Yeah, uh, Raptors without Barrett quickly. Okay. Timer's already started. No, I didn't mean to start it. You, okay. you got more time. I'm I sorry. Just li- I just like that you're like, yeah. I think I surprised him there. Okay, go ahead. Raptors without Barrett quickly and Pirtle, and they got down early in this one. They trailed by 16. Uh, they ended up winning 118. Oh, you're out of time. Cool. Sorry, dude. Uh, they won, they though, eh? Yep. Yes, they Congratulations did. Congratulations to the Good Raptors. Comeback. Wow. Yep. Huge comeback. <laughs> Anything else from the association catch your eyelids? Uh, Joel Embiid's banged up. Uh, his knee's not good, and the stuff he actually so the Sixers. this was a problem. The NBA be- was probing into that. Yeah, because yeah. everyone was like, "You just a coward. You don't want to play Jokic, right?" Which, no, but his knees legitimately hurt, mm. and he was hobbling around that game against the Warriors last night. Hey, uh, tonight Nuggets and Thunder. I like that. Six o'clock, Sportsnet One. That's a sexy matchup. You know what uh, Rogers is, George? The home of the UFC. Uh, Here for hockey? Yeah, okay. The best telco communications company in the world? Damn straight! You can make my Also, uh, in golf. (laughs) All my friends are dead. Sounds like an announcement coming later today of a deal between the PGA Tour Strategic Sports Group and the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Multiple sources around golf reporting this, including Dan Rappaport, who described it, who had it described to him as finish line time. Yep. We do love a little finish line time, hey? Who doesn't? Am I right, George? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Hey, the Wranglers play tonight at 8 o'clock. They're down in Palm Springs on the road, 8 o'clock. Play the Firebirds of Coachella Valley. Coronado, Schwint, Klapka, all down with the Wranglers. They were sent down during the break. Um, They also play Thursday and Saturday before the All-Star Skills Sunday and then the game itself Monday. And Coronado's supposed to go to the AHL All-Star game with Dustin Wolf and Trent Cole, the Wranglers head coach. Um, so technically for Coronado, I'm going to assume he traveled to Coachella Valley yesterday or mm-hmm. maybe today. Then he will go from there uh, to the game in Ontario on the weekend. Then he's going to go the Ontario rain yes. in California I on the weekend. And then he's going to go to San Jose for the all-star Sunday and Monday, and then maybe go to Boston for the flames first game back on Tuesday. So essentially he could go Calgary, Palm Springs, Ontario, San Jose, Boston, and play in four games and an all-star festivity in the course of seven days. Awesome. While the rest of his teammates from the NHL have their toes in the sand. He's a young dude. Yeah, it'll be fine. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. The Solution Snake next in studio. Brent Cron, Big Show. Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.